The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. 865-255-03, Irish Network's hotline. Hour 1 was brought to you by Healer Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Live from the Low T Center Studios. Tennessee had their first practice a couple days ago. Best practice in Tennessee football history. Best first practice in football history is what Tennessee um, had. A couple of guys not on the spring roster, it seems. Aubrey Solomon, not there. Thank God. Ty Fields, not there. A couple other guys who in the portal, obviously not there. You okay, Ben? You good? I'm great. I see it as, a, I see it as an opportunity. I see it as an opportunity. All the guys hitting the portal, that's cool. It happens everywhere. New coaching staff. Some guys fit, some guys don't. But I see it as, as, an, as an opportunity to upgrade. Fill the spot with players that this culture, this system fits best. Aubrey Solomon was, he was a five-star player coming out of Georgia. Went to Michigan, did not work in Michigan. And players transfer for a reason. Most of the time, it's a reason why players transfer. And it's not just because they're great players on the field. They blew it up, and they just want to change the scenery. Most of the time, there's something wrong. Most of the time. And every once in a while, you might get your your Caleb Williams, your your, um, your, your Jamison Williams. You may get that, but for the most most of the cases, these players did not work out at their previous school. And that was the case for Aubrey Solomon. I don't think Michigan was crying at all for Aubrey Solomon to come back. And he gets here and it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out at all. So um, good luck to him. But this is an opportunity for Tennessee to to upgrade as far as Tars Fields. We need we need some DBs, man, for the spring. We need some DBs for the spring. And you understand that football is a violent game. You understand this is the perfect time to get those surgeries, to, to heal up, because you would rather have guys available for the summer and the fall rather than risking them for the spring. I totally get that, understand that. But who's helping the receivers get better? Because iron sharpens iron. Who is going to help the receivers get better? Very important to have someone that you go up against every single day to help you get better and improve. I feel like Jonathan Wade is on still on probation. But Jonathan Wade, every single day, went up against Meacham, myself, Brett Smith, every single day. You pair that with him 
not running track during the spring and, you know, doing spring football, there's a reason why Jonathan Wade became one of the best DBs in the SEC and was a third-round pick. Every single day, he was getting better. Every single day. And who's going to help our receivers get better each and every day? I just don't know. Uh, nobody. Desmond Williams is like the, the lone corner back there. That's the, that's the thing that you have a new wide receiver coach. You have, I, mean, I guess Christian Charles, too. I mean, he was working at safety this year. Don't really know if they, they've slid him over to corner. I'm, I'm sure there will be a lot of cross-training for Christian Charles. But yeah. I mean, you got a new wide receiver coach. You, you have like, a lot of unproven yeah. players outside of Tillman. Uh-huh. And then you have DBs that there's no way you can go into the fall with right now. And a lot of those guys are hurt. So there's like ton of pressure on the wide receivers to practice at a different level, to work at a different level on and off the football field because they're not going to be pushed. Like you want a position group to be pushed when you're having an inner squad practice or a scrimmage. You want iron sharpening iron, and that's probably not going to be the case for, for the receivers this year. But you still got to go practice, and you got to work with what you have. And for Tennessee, you don't just throw guys out there who are hurt. It's better for those DBs to get healthy, to get stronger, and then this summer, they'll be ready to rock and roll. And hopefully, with the one-on-ones that you do, the seven-on-sevens that you do, that can help each group get better. Here's my question with that, though. Even a healthy defensive back room, who is making the receivers better? Right now, I don't know. But we have seen guys improve from one year to the next. We have seen Theo Jackson, mm-hmm. who we didn't have a lot of confidence in from one year to the next. We have seen Cedric Tillman, who at this point last year, we didn't feel like Cedric Tillman would be a dude, and right. he turned into a dude. So it can happen more mm-hmm. times than not. The, the, the percentages are are in our favor when 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 you don't have a player do it for a certain amount of time, that means they're not going to do it more times than not. But there are cases like Theo Jackson. There are cases like Cedric Tillman. So we have to factor that into the equation too. I, I'm concerned about the secondary, but I, I I continue to be concerned about the the defense as a whole. Quite frankly, I mean I I don't think they're going to take a step back, just in terms of the defense improving enough to where we can see an uptick in wins is is what I am concerned about because I I, I don't see a difference in the defense right now. And, and I'm not really supposed to see a, def- a difference in the defense right now, I guess, with it being spring practice. Spring practice number two is just today. So guys will improve over the course of the spring. Roles will begin – to be carved out and the summer will be very important as well. Fall camp will obviously be very important, but they're going to have to have guys take a Cedric Tillman, Theo Jackson type of jump. They have to, or or else it's going to be very similar to last season. Because right now there, there's a lot of question marks on that, on that defense. 
at, at every position, defensive end, the interior of the defensive line, you know, edge rusher is probably what I feel the best about on the defense at the moment. Inside linebacker, you, you have Jeremy Banks and Aaron Beasley back, but we, we know that those two are not perfect football players, and there's not a whole lot of depth behind those two guys like last year. So if if Banks and Beasley don't improve a ton, and, and I'm more so speaking – to, to Beasley because Banks was far more productive and better. He was out there. Yes. Uh, his biggest bugaboo was the 15-yard the penalties. Um, but, like, there's there's no obvious guy that can fill in for Beasley if he's struggling <laughs> really bad in one game. I mean, your other options at inside linebacker right now are a true freshman in Elijah Herring and a redshirt freshman in Aaron Willis. And Solon Page, I guess. And we know his limitations as well. In, in the secondary, you return Jalen McCullough and Trayvon Flowers, and, and you really need one of those two guys in a perfect world, both, but I, I don't think that's realistic. You, you really need one of those guys to take a Theo Jackson type of step forward. But then at corner, I mean, that that's what's so concerning about the injuries in the secondary in spring is like they already lacked depth. They already had guys that need needed spring in order to take big jumps. Warren Burrell, Trayvon Flowers. Now Trayvon Flowers is is not participating. Warren Burrell is is limited in what he can do. They've they've got to bring in a defensive back. They have to, and they did uh, with the Georgia Tech transfer. He'll he'll be here in the summer. Uh, they also had Quincy Riley a transfer DB from Middle Tennessee State. He was at practice on Tuesday, and he is somebody that Tennessee is considering. Ole Miss, he is visiting Ole Miss this weekend, taking an official visit to Ole Miss this weekend. So maybe while I'm in Oxford at the same time, I can swing by and take care of Quincy Riley, however I need to take take care of him. If, if. If Tennessee really, 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 really wants him, which I don't see why they shouldn't, right? I I do believe Tennessee would take <laughs> him right now. Uh, he he's a former high school track star who can really run, uh, and he's really raw in the secondary. But his athleticism is something that has impressed Tennessee, and he he's not a puzzle piece that you plug in and he solves all of your issues, because again he is raw, but. He, he has a lot of potential. And last year, he finished tied for second nationally with five interceptions despite only playing in eight games. And he was a redshirt freshman last year, so he'll have another three years of eligibility remaining. So, again, he's, he's not plug and solve all your problems, but he, he could potentially solve some of your problems if he steps in and is – ready to play. Kamal Haddon, another guy that I think has some nice potential. A guy who needed a, a nice spring, but he's having spring cleanup with some injuries as well. So I, I'm really worried about the secondary, and, and I hope that it doesn't affect the receivers too much. Back to your original point of, like, who is going to make the receivers better? I, I mean, Desmond Williams, he, he's got to have a, a big-time spring. The, the Juco signing that Tennessee brought in. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the concern. And this concerns every spring with every team. They are 
non, I guess, concerns with every team too. I mean, no one's concerned about hitting the hooker and the momentum he has going into 2022. Um, him being a leader, there's there's not a concern about who's going to be the quarterback. Um, there's not a concern about a number one wide receiver. So you have absolutes going into a season, going into a spring like Tennessee, but you also have some unknowns. You have some some question marks. And so that's what every team, and it was the case last year, where we had questions about defense, and we thought the Tennessee defense would be 120th in the country uh, from start to finish. And they were not the worst from start to finish. They were not good like we anticipated, but they were a lot better than what we thought they would be at this point last year. So we know they're going to add some talent. Um, we know they'll be coached up, but man, it's hard to look at the DBs right now and feel confident that they're going to help the receivers get better this this spring. Because you want all your groups to be going against the opposite side of the football and make another group better. So that's not going to be the case right now for the for the receivers or the DBs this spring. But if you're the receivers, you just gotta you just gotta work on your individual talent. Um, Work on your technique, play at a certain speed, push each other individually in the meeting room, um, develop leadership, develop accountability, and let that stuff take care of itself. And once those guys get back out there this summer and they're healthy, you better have a lot of one-on-one work, a lot of seven-on-seven work, um, you know, in the complex there. I'll tell you a sneaky concern that has popped up for me on offense this week, and maybe. My biggest concern, I'll say it, it is my biggest concern. I'm more concerned about what I'm about to say than I am the receivers. And you you know me, I am concerned about the receivers other than, than Cedric Tillman. Yeah, there's bigger concerns than receivers, though. The tackle position. It's my biggest concern on the offense right now. I, I Quite honestly, I don't like the early returns about the – solution at right tackle i i am very worried about right tackle seems like gerald mincy the transfer from florida is limited to just the left side of the offensive line and darnell Wright was a very good left tackle last year but may have to play right tackle if they, they can't figure out a right tackle out of Gerald Mincy, Dane Davis, and Jeremiah Crawford. And at the moment, I don't have high hopes for, for any of those three being the the answer at right tackle. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like, that, I don't like that either. Uh, and, and so you may see a situation where Darnell Wright needs to slide back over at right tackle and – you you put the full court press on the transfer from Vanderbilt, Steen, and, and let him come in and play left tackle and move Darnell back to right tackle. I, I think right now that's that's the most likely option, or maybe not the most likely option because Tennessee still needs to, to go get the commitment from the transfer, but from Tyler Steen, but I, I think that's the option that they need to pursue the hardest. Uh, as of today, I, I don't think Jeremiah Crawford or Gerald Mincy is going to be a 
a solution for Tennessee as of today. Uh, Dane Davis is is the, the the most likely option out of those three that I mentioned. I, I think at right tackle, if Darnell were to stick at left, but as spring practice begins, I I think Tennessee needs to put the full court press on on Tyler Steen, let him know that he can play left tackle, not promise and guarantee him that he can start at left tackle, but say, hey, we'll, we'll let you play left tackle. That, that's what he wants to play. He wants to play left tackle. He's going to go somewhere where he can play left tackle. He's not looking to be guaranteed that he's going to start at left tackle. He just wants an opportunity at left tackle. Now, if left tackle is a concern. That you're, makes right. Sense. Now well, you're right. No, you're right. It's it's not a concern. I trust Darnell at left tackle. Well, tackle, excuse me. Whether whether it's whoever's opposite Darnell. The right tackle is affecting Darnell. Yeah. And what did Darnell say on Tennessee Prime? Didn't he say that he preferred playing right tackle? I think that he did. And right tackle didn't necessarily work out for Darnell at the beginning, but I think that was more of a Will Friend issue than a Darnell issue. And I think Darnell would make that switch over to right tackle flawlessly. He had a really good year last year. Not that he was one of the best tackles in the country, but I thought Darnell had a sneaky good season. Breakout year for him this year. Yes. He he can make some money this year. He he has the athleticism to go be a professional football player. And he'll certainly get an opportunity. So, I, again, I think sliding Darnell over to right. Let's go get Tyler Steen, the, the Vanderbilt transfer. Let him play left tackle, and let's roll with it. Because right now that tackle spot is, is without Tyler Steen, is my biggest concern going into the spring practice. And I guess I said what I said earlier about it being more of a concern about the receivers is because we've just spent so much more time talking about the receivers than we have the tackle spot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's again, there's a lot of upside. There's a lot of a lot of reasons to be excited. Uh, there's a lot of players that had really good years last year that uh, have some good momentum going into this season. But there's still a lot of questions. We do have to remind ourselves: this is Josh Heupel's second season. He did a good job in his first season. Roster is but, still limited, but the roster is still what it is. Like you just mentioned, it's still limited. There's still holes. And the staff is doing what they can in the portal uh, in recruiting uh, high school players to try to fix it. And it's going to take it's going to take time. It's going to take time. It's going to take time for us to be able to look at each position and go, oh, yeah, we two, three deep here, two, three deep there. That's, not- a, that's a four or five year. It is. Yeah, I mean, it is. it is. not to, to mention baseball, but it, it's taken Tony Vitello five years to, to get to that point. And look, you can still win before reaching that point, but you you have to do a good job of maximizing what you do have before you you get two and three deep at each position. And I also don't think people realize how hard it is, especially in today's world of transferring, how hard it is to get two and three deep where where you have two or three guys you can really rely on at each position. That that takes years to build up, especially with the transfer portal. Your, your margin of error is just is just smaller. Yes. I mean, look at look at what happened at running back last year. Was running back bad? No. Was it great? No. But look what happened. You had a player uh, in Tyon Evans who, at the beginning of the season, was probably the most gifted running back. He gets hurt, and then 
I wouldn't say he took care of his business. Let's just say that. That's good. good he didn't take right. care of his business to get back out in the field and be the same player, which is why he's not here. He didn't take care of his business. Because he didn't take care of his business, we rely more on a true freshman in Jalen Wright. And there was a time when Jalen Wright was not playing the reps that I think he wanted to play for whatever reason. And then you go look at the bowl game, and on the biggest running play of the game, you have Jalen Wright in there because Jabari Small is banged up. So the margin of error is small. It puts so much pressure on you to have to be healthy. Like, you can't have any bad luck. The Ole Miss game, there was a possession where we had two borderline walk-on players on the offensive line. In the SEC game, not against Vanderbilt. You just can't have yourself in that situation. So, it may not be what people want to hear. People may want to hear about the hype train. And, man, if you won seven games in the regular season first year, it got to be eight or nine. I think that's what a lot of people want to hear. But it's still going to be a challenge. Like it was last year, the schedule is a lot easier. But there are still holes. And you look at what Tennessee has done in recruiting, which was better than what many of the experts thought. I thought Tennessee finished strong. And then you look at Tennessee bringing bringing some help in at DB, which the help won't be able to participate until, you know, summer after spring. I anticipate Tennessee to bring in some more help on the offensive line to fill that plug because that is one of the biggest concerns is yeah. tackle out opposite Darnell Wright. Uh-huh. You look at DB, you want to add some depth at linebacker, you, you want to possibly get a, a pass rusher. Uh, if you can get a versatile guy that can do both, that's that's a better. But there are holes, and there are good things that you can look forward to spring as well. So you got to be balanced. Yes. And, and look, Tennessee's offense, I mean, I, I think the two, not that the offense has a perfect roster, but if if Tennessee goes out and officially gets Bro McCoy and, and gets Tyler Steen, <laughs> the, the tackle transfer from Vandy, who was at Kentucky this past weekend, going to be at Alabama this weekend. That should tell you something. That should tell you something. If if they add Brew McCoy and they add Tyler Steen, all of a sudden this this offense looks – even better than it already does. Feel a whole lot better, don't you? I, I feel a whole lot better, especially along the offensive line because – and why the offensive tackle spot opposite of Darnell is, is so much more concerning is because at receiver, at, at least you can point to some guys in that room of of having some hope for. I mean, surely one of the four freshmen, I guess – in Speaking to the outside receiver position, one of the three freshmen, Chaz Nimrod, Caleb Webb, Cam Miller, surely one of those three can step up and provide something for you as a true freshman. Just get one of those guys ready to play this year. I think it's unrealistic to think that all three are going to contribute as, contribute as true freshmen. But if you can get one, maybe two of those guys contributing as freshmen, then that that helps the receiver room tremendously, and the outlook on the receiver room is is quite different 
So you you like have guys you can point to at the position. You add Brew McCoy, you can point to him. Uh, you, you can point in the slot to, to Jimmy Callaway or, or Jalen Hyatt possibly taking a step. Whereas at tackle, there's not a whole lot to point to as as possible options opposite of Darnell. So that's why the tackle spot is more of a concern is because there there does seem to be more potential. I mean, those guys, that those guys you mentioned, the receiver, at least at least you see some plays for them from them in their first two years. Right. Whereas tackle, it's like, eh, never seen much. At least so those, for those for those guys, saw fake injuries on extra points. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So that's the that's the concern. But there's not a team in America that don't have concerns at this point of the season. Tennessee is no different than really anyone else. Uh, when it comes to concerns in spring, there's just a difference in roster management and talent and depth and all that stuff. And that's that's why you get paid the big money, coaches, to go figure it out, whether it's developing the players that you have or going out um, and recruiting new players. And the portal allows you to do that. So, got a couple weeks until spring is over and go out and see what's in the portal and Make sure that you uh, don't miss 865-255-03. Hour 2 is brought to you by Action247. Use the promo code SWAINEVENT. Your first deposit. Action will match 50% up to $800. That is Action247. Give them a follow on Twitter at TNAction247. Stay with us. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865 382 7007 42nd Street brand strategy design more and more Tennessee businesses are switching to iris networks for reliable local high quality high speed business fiber internet iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days iris also offers next generation business phones with work from anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app with local sales support and service iris is a partner in the community learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-iris iris networks a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, 
Our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. I know missing the show live is a bummer, but don't fret. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome! Let's go to the phones as we continue our number two here on the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Let's get to Dr. Vol. Dr. Vol, what's up? Uh, good morning, guys. What's up, Dr. Vol? Show a little bit calmer today. Um, it. I think. I think it was calm yesterday. You don't think it was calm? Calm. It was calm yesterday. <laughs> guys, somebody really said not to get on a hundred tickets because parents are not. I mean, my ex-wife's mama was nice, but God, I don't want to be with her. I met Grant Williams' dad once, and he was nice. Now, we'll go give him that. I, I've met Grant as well, and he was nice as well. But I'm not, I'm not hate the guy because he's got nice mama and daddy. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the player is a good player, which is what we always said. Said it before the game, even said it after the game. He was he was great. He was great for them. Um, he, he crushed us. But the gestures and all the other stuff that was going on, 
is a Tennessee fan, I don't know how you sit there and, and, and like that stuff. So, yeah, like all that stuff is something that you, you, you don't like. And so, of course, you're going to have that type of feeling towards Hunter Dickinson, um, but he's a great player. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't meet his parents. So I don't know how nice he is as a person. All I know is I saw what he was doing during the game. And it doesn't matter. See, this goes back to the whole thing. People get mad when we bash, like, you know, former players or current players. We're not talking about their character. We're talking about how they performed on the field or the court. Like, talking bad about Hunter has nothing to do with how good of a person he is. For me, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was the it was the antics that, that, that rubs you the wrong way. And that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a good heel. You remember Marshall Henderson? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you you recognize how good of a player he, he is, but that doesn't mean you like him when he's gesturing to your team after putting up a three against your team or making a good play against your team. That, that's crazy to me. Yeah, he's just on the list for me of Ryan Klein, guys. I'll, I'll never buy insurance from them, or you know, I, I won't tip him at Chick-fil-A when he's manager there one day. <laughs> hey, man, Ryan Klein didn't gesture and do all that stuff that, that Dickinson did, though. I don't care. He couldn't miss if you had 12 men on him that day. That's why I don't like him. He was on fire. Oh, God, I'll never get over that. Guys, talking about reaping what you sow, I guess you are reaping what y'all sowed years ago, aren't you? Uh, I guess so, D.R. Vaughn. Are you about are you about to victim blame us? We, we are the victims. The no, show is the victim. I've been a loyal listener of the show for years, back even when I was in college. Uh, and, you know, I remember y'all trying to get off a rap career and encouraging it. We had to hear that every morning. Now we've moved on to the law part of it, I guess. You, of all people, cannot blame somebody for starting something. So when, when, when you get your act together, you can come criticize us. So, so you're a parent, D.R. Vaughn. What do you do when your kid comes in and goes, Daddy, I want to play for Tennessee? And you know the chances are really slim that that's going to happen. So what are you going to say? No, son, look at me. I'm not athletic. You ain't going to be tall. It ain't happening. Or do you say, hey, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. That's what happens with what Andy at the beginning. He was he he, he rapped for the first time. It was we, funny. It, it was, was funny at first. You know, I didn't want to crush him. But as it got out of hand because everybody was hyping him up, it's like, oh my gosh, y'all got him really thinking he can rap. But at at the beginning, it was like, oh, okay, all right, all right man, uh, that's that's okay. We didn't know he was going to take it serious and think he's a real rapper. Yeah, but when my son goes to shoot a free throw and he hits the referee where it hurts, I'm going to say, son, you need to work on that and uh, before you go back out there again. Well, man, we hey, we, we, we we have uh, been honest with Andy since then about, about his rap career, so. Well, guys, all I know is I was on my way to work yesterday, and a cop pulled me over, and I asked him if he knew who I was. And, you know, I told him I had a lawyer, Johnny Cochran, that uh, I'm not going to pay this ticket. I'll get to the bottom of this. And that uh, Jason Swain, Ben McKee, the listeners, the callers, the guys in the text box, even Al PA, they've got my back. They had no idea who I was. You're terrible. And, uh, you, you, know, you know how you don't get pulled over? You get you a uh, radar detector. He told me to be a game changer. So I'm heading there now. My boss was mad because I was late to work, but I told him, I'm coming. I'm coming for you. You're terrible. You're terrible. 
You're terrible. You're the worst. Nobody instigates like Pierre Vall. I don't know why you would throw my name into anything. My oh, name is instigate too. I, my name is irrelevant. <laughs> don't even try. <laughs> my don't name ain't gonna try. pull anything. You was instigating. You the king instigator. No, I'm just we, talking, I'm we just talking about in general. I'm just talking about in general. <laughs> we all are blame. Like what? Oh, what? Man. What is my name telling a, a police officer my name gonna do? <laughs> also, we we haven't heard from Alan Pa in a long time. I hope everything is okay with Alan Pa. Yeah, me too. But I also don't miss Alan Pa. Man. Speak your truth, Ben. Speak your truth. Well, the the day that uh he told me that my kid was gonna have to wear a special helmet that 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 eliminated all good feelings for Alan PA. So I, I hope all I is well in his life. I but I don't miss Alan PA. I, I just want to know where Ken is. I don't know. I think Ken got so mad at us that he quit listening to the show. He got so fed up with positive. Josiah Jordan James talked that he quit listening to the show. I thought he would come back after uh, had the bad shooting. shooting I did day. too. I one thousand percent expected Ken on on Monday or Tuesday to have <laughs> something to say on the text box. Oh man, Downtown Vol says, "How do we feel about the potential of Walker Merrill?" I mean, I feel good about the potential of Walker Merrill. I don't have a reason not to feel good about his potential. I, he was a guy that I felt like was. More ready to play wide receiver than most wide receivers coming in as a true freshman. I thought he was as developed as you could be as a freshman wide receiver. And apparently he had the trust of the coaches early in the season, but he just wasn't ready. And that's okay because a lot of freshmen are not ready to play in the SEC day one. It's okay. So uh, hopefully mentally he is – on point and he's getting the coaching and the development that he needs to be a, a better player. And hopefully he is able to make a splash, make a contribution this year. I don't see a reason why he can't. Yeah. I don't have a strong feeling about Walker Merrill one way or the other right now. I, I still have positive feelings for Walker Merrill. I still have hope for him. I, I think he can be really good. He's athletic, very athletic, mm-hmm. nice hands. Yep. Probably one of the best route runners on the team, yep. even for as young as he is. I mean, that was one of the things that I know you were really excited about when it came to Walker Merrill coming out of high school was his route running ability at that age. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like for slot receivers, I mean, that that's 70% of it is is just the, the route running and getting open. And I say that because I think of uh, my man for for the Raiders from, uh, from Clemson. Riffro. Yeah, Hunter. Hunter Renfro. That's what makes him so great is his route running. He's not ultra-athletic or dynamic. Why you mention Hunter? Because his route running is what makes him so great. Not because he's white. Like yeah, you're that's, that's exactly why. That's you, not you compared why. him to Walker Merrill. He, he was the first slot receiver that I thought of <laughs> that runs great routes. But Juju Smith-Schuster as a slot receiver. He was a, a very productive slot receiver for the Steelers when he could stay healthy because of his route running ability. And granted, he he's also more that old school Heinz Ward over the middle of the field type of guy, just a big, strong freak athlete who can make really make the tough catches. That mm-hmm. that's also why what made him what makes him such a 
great slot receiver. And I, I tell you what, Juju's going to have a big year. And think so? KC with, with Pat Mahomes. Yeah, because of Pat, Pat Mahomes. Not because of Pat Mahomes. Because Juju is also very, very, very good. Yeah, he's, right. not, he's not an elite receiver, but he is a good NFL receiver. He's a good, he's a good receiver. He's, 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 he ain't bad. People have been sleeping on him. Everybody gets caught up in, in the social media and the TikToks. He is a very talented receiver. Yeah. That his teammates love. I think there's a reason why his the market wasn't as, as strong for him. Yeah, he, he ain't been able to stay healthy the last two yeah, years. So. Coming off of a uh, torn labrum, I believe it was. Yeah, I don't, still got ten mil. Yeah, yeah, he still got that. But again, I think I think the I think the market for him, um, it, it was year, lacking. Yeah, it was lacking. But I think I think that's a good fit for him, honestly. Um, Best free agent signing was the Bears signing Kari Blazing game. <laughs> hey man, you a loyal friend. That's what I will say about you, Ben. You are a loyal. Oh, it's, it's Bears it's down, baby. That's right. We riding with the Bears, and and they play in Atlanta this year, Swain. You and you and I, we're going now. I, you I getting free tickets from Kari. And if well, yes and no. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> well, what you mean no? What you mean yes and no? How how can you do both? Kari, getting tickets or not free. No. Why not? The NFL takes the ticket price out of the paycheck of the player. And Kari is not Julio Jones or Patrick ah. Mahomes. So, like, when I went to the Chiefs-Titans game. So, it's no. Back in, a, well, I guess no for you. I'm still going to go. Um, when I went, It to ain't the, free. Yeah, but I'm still going to go. So, the answer is no. So, you're not going to go? I didn't say I was going to go. I asked you, are we getting... Tickets for free. No, the answer is no. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. And that's okay. Unless unless Kari randomly says, Ah, oh, you know what? I got you. That's but all right. I, I don't, I don't, need, free, I don't need free tickets. I got I got money. Car well, I I I know you do. I mean, you're about to be the, the face of the sports animal. I mean, I know you got big pockets. You know, you are the worst. <laughs> terrible. But, but yeah. The NFL takes him out of the paycheck and no I, 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 didn't, I didn't want Kari. Cardi's on that fullback salary. He's on a one-year deal too. No, Cardi's making nice coin for himself. He's making six figures, a lot of money. But he ain't making Julio Jones money. Well, there's a difference between living in Nashville and living in um, Lake Forest. I'm assuming that's the area in Chicago. Where yeah, you think? that's where the Bears facility is. This is in Lake Forest. So if he's going to live around that area, well, I don't, I don't. It, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't cheap. It ain't the cheapest. But and this, it's really, it's about a good. 45 minutes out, out from the city, uh, maybe 35, 45, but it's, it, he's on a one-year deal, so we ain't going to do him like that. Well, yeah, and I, I don't think that he'll live in Chicago. He'll just kind of be there for the season since it is a one-year deal. He and his wife sure. recently bought a house in Nashville, which I think they're actually going to move back to Atlanta. He can rent a crib in uh, Lake Forest. Yeah. But he'll here's be- the thing, though. He, he should have less friends – from Huntsville trying to get free tickets. <laughs> Not when he goes to Atlanta. When he, when, no, I'm talking about as far as like being with the Bears because Nashville is like an hour and a half from Huntsville. They have to drive all the way up 65. Mm-hmm. It's a long drive. It's a longer drive to Chicago. Now, Atlanta, those friends, like you just said, those friends will be back and trying to get those tickets, but it, oh, it yeah. ain't an hour and a half. It's, yeah. it's three. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, we I'm, may, we I'm may open. Have- we may have uh, issues getting those Atlanta tickets because his, his wife is from Atlanta. His, his family 
is from Atlanta. It's closer than Chicago. I don't need free tickets. NFL tickets ain't that high anyway. So we good. We good. It ain't higher than some of the college tickets when you play SEC games. Uh, yes, they are. It, it, it costs a pretty penny to sit up in the daggum nosebleed of NFL hey, stadiums. I got I got people on the Atlanta Falcons staff. That I can they, see. We don't even need Kari. See, I'm good. We, we don't good. Even need Kari. We good. Remember, Thomas Stallworth is the head strength coach of the Falcons. I forgot about that. Uh huh. But I'm there. Uh-huh. I'm bearing uh-huh. down with you. What's y'all's hand signal? Y'all have the Bears have a hand signal. Yeah, yes. It's the one finger salute. Is that one? No. Bears do down one. this year, baby. That's right. That's, there you go. I'm rocking with you this year. I think I like you now. Justin Fields. Oh, Justin Fields. He's going to win MVP this year just because of the additional card. I may even get a Justin Fields jersey. All right, they ain't going overboard. Other McKee says pro games are much more expensive than college games. Hmm. I haven't haven't experienced that. Well, that's that's because you're Jason Swing. Also, I I just hope that you'll be able to be free – to go with me to the game. Because I know you're going to have your new BFF, Josh Ford. You're leaving me in the dust. Like you left Seth Stokes in the dust for me. Seth left. And you forgot about him. No, I didn't forget about him. I just, I just hope that you can make time for me in your new venture. Oh, my god! So when, when the schedule comes out, I'll hit you up. Swing. Can, can, you, can you go to Atlanta this Sunday? We'll, we'll go watch Kari score a touchdown, beat Stokes falcons bear down with us can can you break away from josh for a day to come with me to atlanta to the bears falcons game i just hope that you'll be able to make time for me you gotta be i mean you're, you're the face of the station now oh my god you got a new bff actually you have two two new bffs because there's three people associated with that show so i just hope that you'll be able to make time for me i only met one well you're gonna make meet the other i only know soon. one you're terrible Moose, uh, yeah, we 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 addressed it. Hold up, bro. I said bros before shows. That's right. <laughs> That's good. Um, Moose asked if we addressed it. I'm sure you have addressed it, but I've missed it. What's the rumors on Eric Gray returning? Uh, that's that's the rumors. Just rumors. That's the rumors. That is the rumor that this possibility that he could return, but. It's way too early to take it serious or give it much energy, honestly, guys. He has to – he's going to go through his spring. He has to graduate. And then if he wants to, and then if Tennessee wants to, it can happen. But there's still some warm feelings about about Eric Gray from players on the team, and I think there's some warm feelings from Eric Gray. Still about, about Tennessee and players on the team. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Did you see Eric Gray's stats last year and he, the amount of carries that he got? He didn't do anything. I would be filling Tennessee still too. Yep. I mean, where where do you think you think EG would have been RB number one last year in that pecking order pre Tyon leaving with with a healthy Tyon healthy Jabari? Where do you think Eric would have been in that pecking order? Um, RB one. Well, RB one. Because Eric takes care of his business on the on the field. I really like Eric Gray. Mm. I, I hate that he kind of got caught up and lumped in with the Henry Tolos of of guys that left. Yeah, but he, he, people assume that he's Henry Toto, but he, he, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, people assume, but 
I really liked Eric. There's a lot of guys who who left then transferred from Tennessee that did not get Henry Tuttle total treatment. Correct. So. A- absolutely. And mm-hmm. I, I, Eric, one of those. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really liked his personality. I was always very impressed with him and and how he handled himself on the field, off the field. I would I would love to see Eric Gray back in orange. And that that running back room would be fun. Eric Gray, Jabari Small, Jalen Wright. I think Eric Gray would be perfect in this offense. Oh well, you ain't doing nothing but hurt hurting the efforts of of trying to put water on the rumor flames. I mean, I'm not no, I'm just saying he'd he be a be. great fit here. He will be. But he had 78 carries last year. He had 101 as a true freshman at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He, he he rushed for, for less yards last year. He had the fewest carries in his career, fewest touchdowns in his career. He had the second most receptions, second most receiving yards, but even that was down from the previous year. I just think he'd be a great fit in this offense. The grass is not always greener. And also, he has a new coach now. He didn't sign up to play for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. He's played. He, he this will be his third coach. But didn't Oklahoma brought in Jeff Levy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he'll be part of it. Yeah, love it. Jeff Levy, pretty good. Ain't he? Yeah, he pretty, he pretty, yeah, he pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So he'll 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 be fine wherever he goes. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. You and Dr. Vaughn, man, I got so much in common. Yeah, we're great people. Sure. Number three still open on offense, right? Oh, uh, yeah, especially since uh, Javante Payton left. Three still open. He can come back, get his old number. By the way, Caleb Webb, we were talking about the freshman receivers wearing numbers in the 80s and it not being cool anymore to do so. We did mention Caleb Webb wearing 84 and how that was Randy Moss's number, obviously. And uh, he, he posted on Instagram a photo of him rocking – the the eighty four in practice the other day and said something like eight four like Randy so I, I guess he is wearing eight four because of Randy Moss. Hey, when I think of eighty four, I think of Randy Moss. I think of CP. Uh, I think of CP. Cordero better than Randy Moss. Did Randy Moss ever return as many kickoffs for touchdowns as as CP? Cordero's yeah, a better returner. Did, did did Randy Moss ever rush for a touchdown in the NFL? I'm sure he did. Multiple? Hmm, hmm, hmm. There's things right there. CP CP did that Randy couldn't. Did you say CP was a better football player or receiver? What? Huh? Huh? He rushed. He's being goofy. He did not rush for a touchdown in his career. Oh, he at least had a reverse. Maybe that was at Marshall. uh, He's being goofy. Did Randy return kicks? I would assume not. Probably like special oh, occasions, early. punts, punts. He actually did quite a, yeah, punts. Punts he did. Uh, actually, only one year. Uh, his 98 season, was that his rookie year? He's Rook- 21 years old. He had one punt return, and then his second year, he had 17 returns, for it, and he had a touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah he returned early. two kickoffs when he 0-2 at 25 and 0-3 at 26. One return each year. 11 yards and 22 yards. He's no CP. We know that for a fact. You're terrible. I just speak in facts. 
count says are Solomon and Fields gone, and does that open up roster spots? They are gone. They're not on the spring roster, and that should open up spots. Aubrey's was already open because technically he was a senior. Mm-hmm. So Aubrey Solomon. But he had a chance to come back if he wanted to, right? Yes. Because of COVID. Yes. But I don't believe that that, necess- that roster spot would have counted because of the COVID. It just would have been like the additional roster roster spot that you are allowed to have because of the free year of eligibility. Yeah. I don't, yeah. So he didn't really care. He didn't really care much about football. No, but that spot was was already open. Like that spot has already been accounted for because he was a senior and already moving on. Tyus Fields, not a senior, and classified as a transfer. Although, I don't blame him. He hasn't officially entered the portal unless I missed that. Man, it's hard to keep up with everybody hitting the portal, but he's he's a guy that. You know, he's been here for a while and has not cracked the depth chart in terms of being being the number one guy. I, I'm sure you'll see something in the next couple of days of Tyus Fields being in the portal, which would probably be a good move for him. I agree. I agree 100%. All right, let's see what else is on the text box. Terrible. See, I'm telling you, y'all are, y'all are really the same people. Being flaring up the rumor mill. Freaking love it. Nope. I did not flare up the rumor <laughs> mill. Here you go, DR Volk, man. I said nothing about the possibility of Eric returning. To Henry T's defense, his dad did tell a fan he wasn't leaving. Oh, my gosh. DR Vol is on one today. DR also says Swain missed having a co-host with hair. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bald men do it better. I agree. I agree. Always balls. You're right. Sounds like we need to talk to some O-line guys to get them in the portal. And um, I agree. I well, agree. We, we still need bodies for extra points. 865-255-03. Hour three. Coming up. Be right back. 